Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And in this hour, the 10 o'clock hour, on the hump day, it's basically April 9th, 2020. You know what's interesting? Uh, we're we're going to bring in Tori Maris. Tori Maris from torysays.com. Welcome to the Scott Adams Show, Tori. And uh, I forgot to hit a button. There you go. That was my fault. Uh, Tori, hey, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Thank you for having so, Hello, Philadelphia. God bless. I know a lot of people are waiting for Good Friday tomorrow. Yeah, well, what's there- the, today is a really, the, this today is um, Holy Thursday or something like that? I the day that they crucified Christ. I mean, you know, I'm we Greeks do it later. It's, you know, in another week or so. But yeah, that's what it is. Okay, so it's what? Holy, I'm, I'm holy Thursday. Yeah, Holy Thursday. Okay. It's the day that they crucified him. Okay. Yeah, Monday, Mon- oh, Holy Day. It's a Holy Day. Mo- and what the, you're more, you, you know this stuff better than I do. Monday, Thursday is the Christian Holy Day falling on the Thursday before Easter. So what's Maundy mean? Do you know the or- origin origin of that? Well, I, I think that's a term that they use in, you know, the other Christian faiths aside from the historical Christians. Like, you know, I'm Orthodox Christian, the historical Christians. So we don't use that. The whole week is holy so, for us. So would you be considered uh, like Greek Orthodox Christian or no? That's the conflict. Yeah, I'm Greek Orthodox Christian, but it's it's what they call historical Christians. Uh, so it's just Orthodox Christian. I we see. celebrate Easter after Passover because... Uh, you know, Christ was crucified after Passover. So, you know, we wait until the Jewish have their Passover to begin our Holy Week and Resurrection. Okay, I'm curious. Now, what you just said, how would you actually say that if you were speaking it in Greek? Exactly. Because people don't know how great you are at multilingual. Um, well, which, which, which part? The part you just the... said to our audience so that they're not lost. <laughs> I totally am hitting you up. I mean, I'm making uh, making this up on the fly. Is that the part? The part that I say that yeah, we celebrate just Easter? Just, just, the just say it. Talk to me in Greek for a second. <laughs> I heard Tori um, on a, a international interview, right? <clears throat> and it was a guy, a uh, big time uh, talk show host in Greek, Greece. And I was blown away, and I'm like, "No, she isn't speaking Greek like a Greek." <laughs> you know, it's like, "Wow!" You know, it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it totally confuses people because when people say, "Oh, yeah, you know, I speak other languages," you know, how many of them have had, you know, uh, can actually speak it? Uh, I confuse people. People think that I'm fresh off the boat from Greece, or you know, when I speak other languages, I speak. They think I I'm from that place, you, you know, and and that's the thing. The government trains people to sound local. I mean, how else do you go there and work if yeah. you sound foreign? Right. So right. it's not. Like 
you know, it's like when I, I equate it to, you know, someone going to Mexico and saying, yo gusto dos kilos oranjas, you sound foreign. So get right there, red flag. <laughs> so no one's talking to you. So uh, that's how you, you know, you learn the culture, the nuance and, uh, you know, the tone. I mean, to learn any language, you must learn the accents first and then learn the language. And, um, you know, right now, my, my daughter, she's... Um, uh, Korean and Chinese are her thing, and her accent and tone are incredible. And because the languages that I've learned are all Middle Eastern and Romance languages, I'm finding it hard to make the tones for those languages. Oh, wow. uh, you know, for Korean, it's like, and I say, oh, you know, I can't say it and sound local you know, when I speak Korean or Chinese, because I haven't learned the tone yet, yet she right. has. So I think it, singers and actors are really good at that, you know, to, to tune your ear to the right sounds. So you have a friend, his name's Chris Berg out in North Dakota. He's an anchor at one of the top, he's one of the top anchors in the country, in my opinion, for local television. And he's interviewed the president multiple times and he's been to the White House. I mean, he, he is a guy that's done some really great work and he's a really nice guy, as you you can attest you you you've yes you, you he's, know. he's a very very good friend of mine like and yeah. and you know scott i i don't say that easily yeah and yeah and so he had this really killer interview with the minnesota senator and the minnesota senator was telling them look i've been given instructions on how to fudge the numbers on the covid deaths and yes, said, and you know what? They, they've they've all been saying this stuff, but they haven't spelled it out like that. And you know, um, you know, Chris is 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 very um, Chris Berg. You can find him on uh, what is it, Valley News Live in Fargo. Um, he's on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, he is a very Christian man, a very man of faith, a big man of faith. And we had been bickering, you know, for weeks where I'm telling him the numbers aren't adding up. He's like, no, you know, this is horrible. People are just, the numbers are just not adding. And it's a good thing that we were bickering about this because, you know, he, he wanted me to wear a tinfoil hat. And I was like, no, something is off. Come on, man. I've worked in the medical system. Something is definitely off. And if it wasn't for that bickering, right, his ear wouldn't have been attuned to it. Because if you look back to other interviews with physicians, you know, they kind of are saying it, but no one stops and says, wait a minute, elaborate. And that's exactly what happened. And that's what happens when people listen, because we've lost the ability to listen, Scott. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been spoon fed so long and, you know, because we're so busy. Right. I mean, all of us are busy on trying to f put food on the table, uh, go to school, work, you know, and the minute you're born, you have a 70,000 debt already on your head, mm -hmm. you know, issued by the nation. So you're busy. So you trust that the people that say they're journalists are doing their job. And it turns out they're not because they're not telling you the truth anymore. They're not. And it's really hard for us to learn how to listen more carefully. Um, and he's a guy who listens. And there are many other journalists out there that listen very carefully to the words that are spoken. This is how it all rolled out. Not only that senator who happened to be a doctor, but there's a doctor in Montana that came out. You know, they're starting to become brave and speak. It only takes one. Uh, kind of like the saying, my most favorite saying from my dad was, it only takes one drop to get a glass of water to overflow 
and you are that one drop when you want to. So this is what we're seeing. It was that one drop where he came out and it just exploded. And now everyone's seeing it. I mean, just a couple of hours ago, mayor of New York said that even if I didn't test, if we didn't test you for COVID and you might have the symptoms, we're going to document you as COVID. And it's insane. So, you know, your official vital records, if you die, you fall out of the sky with no parachute, COVID-19, because you had the antibodies. How does that make sense? Right, right. We're going to go ahead through that break. You know, um, Chris Berg also, the guy who had that great interview, was the one that tweeted out that thing that said, that was basically about, we were just talking about Monday, Thursday, Holy Day, today, right? Being today, tomorrow's Good Friday. And what was interesting about it is this is going to be the only day tomorrow, tomorrow on Good Friday, when President Trump has promised that the numbers were going to start to break positively for COVID. And I believe that he is winning this war against the deep state globalists that have been propagating a bunch of pack of lies. Uh, They are the devil and they are going against Trump and Trump is the warrior and he is the Christian. He is fighting for, he is fighting for great things uh, he is also fighting for the nationalists. Boris Johnson's coming out of his uh, troubles. Um, and what we're seeing is the Brexiteers and, and the Trumpeteers are winning. And there's only one day in the history of the world, there's only one day in the history of the world that represents the initials DJT. Who would DJT be? DJT would be Donald J. Trump. And that is the fourth letter of the alphabet being a D, the 20th letter of the alphabet being a J? Or is that, no, wait, no, the, uh, uh, what is it? The 10th letter of the, the alphabet, of J. Being, I made that license plate. And yeah. he actually contacted me and said, you know, what do you do? What, where did you get that license plate? I was like, it's not the real license plate. The real one had DJT. Yeah, so but, his real you know, license plate on his car. Goals. Yeah. And I said, these are long term goals because one thing we've seen is President Donald J. Trump being consistent on his message from when he was a kid. And so, and you know, and I met him outside of him in politics and he's always been the same person. So this could be a long-term goal. So I, I, I use numeral, you know, the representative numbers for that and tweeted it out. And he's like, I'm going to use it because New York times won't give me the rights to that 1975 picture. And there he did. And it's Holy Friday, 4, 10, 20. So 1975 uh, picture. So DJT. And again, J is the 10th letter in the alphabet. T is the 20th letter in the alphabet. So when you get DJT, that's 41020. That's tomorrow. That's Good Friday. That's Holy Day. That is the holy war that we're in right now. I believe we're in a world war. And it's an epidemic, but it's not an epidemic from a virus. It's an epidemic between the globalists, the Rothschilds, the deep state, within the world, all around the world. And everybody knew that Donald J. Trump was was a threat. And he has made good on his promises, and so has Brexit now. And together, the globalists have never been in such a fight where they had to defend themselves and and fight for their lives. And they're losing. I heard the European Union is getting crushed by all of this. They are taking so much massive. This is like the Hitler movement, where they thought everybody thought Hitler was going to win until America stormed Normandy. And took it, took the beach, and took that war, and took that fight to the face of Hitler. And nobody thought we could pull off a two-pronged war against the Jap- Japanese and 
uh, Germany, and we did it successfully. An American people, not the American deep state government, not Nancy Pelosi, not Adam Schiff. These are people that hate America. These are people that love China. Diane Feinstein, you know, worked with a Chinese spy for 20 years and never got it but a slap, not even a slap on the wrist. And all these people have been short selling the stock market to profiteer off of this thing. And then you have all these other bits of money with, with, um, Zeke Emanuel pushing the vaccine message because we know that what's happening is the product that they want to get rich off of, the vaccine that can control people and world populations, runs, is, runs counter to the hydroxychloroquine with the zinc that Trump has been pushing. Trump is working for the people and the Bill Gates foundations and all the money that's infected the vaccine markets uh, is, is fighting for the deep state and controlling the populations. Isn't that true? It is 100% true. And you know, um, considering that it is Holy Thursday uh, for many, uh, we should remember Epiphysians 6, 10, 18. You know, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then again with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the sword of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. This has never been more fitting for the times we are in now, for the times we have been in for since, uh, you know, the elections, uh, the presidential elections in 2016. Uh, the, what we are seeing is literally evil. These people will stop at nothing. Uh, the Democratic Party has become the party of hate. They are fueled with hate, and all they have done is stymie this president from actually being president. And again, Again and again, stumbling box thrown in front of him. First, it was the Mueller investigation, the, the whole Russia hoax that they peddled with zero evidence and actually manufactured. Evidence. And it was a global effort, too, Scott, wasn't it? It wasn't just in the United States. We had a global effort to impeach this president. Right. And, and we have a caller. Let's uh, see what the caller has to say. And uh, let's see. Caller, you're on the air. Hello, Scott. Is this me? Yes, it <laughs> is. John. Okay. You're calling um, from Philadelphia, right? Uh, yes, right. There's this apparent treatment or maybe cure for coronavirus um, of quinine or tonic water and zinc that needs to be tested. Um, they can test all these other drugs. Why can't they test a natural cure? And then we'll be done with this nonsense. We need to push to get this tested. Tori, uh, are you talking Trump about hydroxychloroquine? Caused, yeah. Well, that's already been tested for 65 years. What's that? That's already been proven to be effective and non-harmful to you. People have been taking hydroxychloroquine for 65 years. Uh, This was invented a long time ago and taken for malaria. Right, the the hydroxychloroquine, but that's a medicine that has to be prescribed. Why do I need to go get a prescription if there's a real good treatment and 
that I know about that they can say, look, the doctor can say, look, you don't need to come to me. Just take some uh, quinine water and zinc and, and maybe some vitamin D3 and you'll be done. I mean, they can test it. They're saying, well, there's no natural cure. Well, maybe there is. What's, <laughs> what, what by saying? the way, does anybody not, know what the difference between it? D and D3 is? Yeah, no, it's don't. the efficacy. It's the efficacy um, and the way it presents itself. So, you know, one of my superpowers is is that I actually went to school in my late twenties, early thirties, actually, to medical school. And my uh, undergrad was completed. My graduate PhD portion, MD PhD portion, was not um, because I fell straight into research. I was like a dropout. Does that? I didn't finish my research. Here's the thing. The way vitamin D2, D3 present themselves to the receptors in order to push forward is the key here. And vitamin D, unlike what people think, is is actually a hormone. Did you know that? I did. yeah, and it and it is responsible for a lot of things. Now, uh, one other fun fact that people don't realize is that viruses are endogenous, means they come from your body. So it's not like something that's just in the air and exists because it can't. It's a parasite and it's only transcription information, right? It's just information. So information can't just be out in the ether floating around in air molecules. It is endogenous to human beings or what we create in a laboratory. So, you know, your body is a temple. And I think the more we focus on boosting up our um you know, uh, where we lack, right? Uh, it helps us. So if you're low on vitamin D, buck up on it so you can help your body work more optimally. Um, but, you know, I agree that there should be some um, more natural things being tested, but they are because some people aren't even getting hydroxychloroquine. They're just getting vitamin C IV therapy. Uh, other people that are diabetic and are on blood pressure medication, apparently the Lasardin actually works too because it blocks the ability of this uh, information to hijack the angiotensin 2 um, type uh, pathways because that's like a hormonal pathway, regulates blood pressure, you know, kidney function, etc. So there's a lot of things they're trying. And by the way, can I just say something? So we've got Chris Cuomo with, you know, coronavirus, right? So the guy was like, I had 103, I got rigors. He doesn't look really beat up, does he? So my question is, is he taking hydroxychloroquine? I mean, you know, and Boris Johnson, did he take hydroxychloroquine? Would you be surprised if he was faking it? questions we should ask. Would you be surprised if he was faking it? Oh, you mean that that uh, I have coronavirus is the equivalent to I may be under house arrest? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, I mean, I think that he, he could be faking it because it would also then say, because they've milked it for all it's worth. They've played this YouTube thing, this game, this show practically between Andrew and Chris, but then also with Dr. Gupta. Dr. Gupta, you were right. Everything you said was true. I'm feeling everything right. And it's basically like this corroboration, like a field reporter on the front lines of a military episode. Um, they're basically getting credibility where they've never really earned an ounce of credibility in their whole life. Just ask Jim Acosta. But caller, um, I forget, got, caller, I, I do remember your voice, but what's your name again? And we're, what town John, in Philadelphia area? Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, uh, Overbrook Farms, West Philly. Okay, and and what is your name again? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Okay, yes, that's right. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, I just... Uh, and so are you, I don't are you see why they can't uh, you, test this. Do you have a medical background? I just let everybody know, hey, this works. I have a very deep science background, and, and uh, actually when I go overseas with a friend, I help, um, I help uh, him in his clinics. 
And I've even <laughs> I've even saved his life a couple of times oh, wow. with, with uh, supplemental information. Uh, uh, yeah, with the dengue fever, and with uh, he had his heart was all clogged up. And I say, all right, here you need to take. Um, and he was coming in as a home health aide to help a, a friend of mine um, because he's from overseas and his. Uh, he, he took doctors. He, did, he didn't complete his uh, final test and and uh, for, for to be a doctor yet. So anyway, so he was here and he was he was really I could see he was really struggling just to come up the stairs. And I said something's wrong. What's wrong? He said, Oh man, I don't feel good. And it, it ended up I said, Okay, take omega threes and uh, niacin and red yeast rice and. Um, uh, a couple other things, anyway. And so I actually had some, I gave it to him. And the next day he came in and said, This is a national... Wow, I feel, I feel so much better. He says, you, you saved my life. So wow. it's just I happened to pick up a lot of information and have a deep science background no, and know things, and that's all. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for calling in today. Okay. All Good right. To hear your show. All right, I appreciate thank you listening. You. Yeah, Bye. thank you. And, uh, yeah, we, Jonathan from, uh, Philadelphia area and, uh, Tori, you're back on, um, you know, uh, I I just wanted to say something. I just wanted to say something about this whole coronavirus. It's all coming to light. The conflation of numbers, the fact that, you know, you get shot in Chicago, you know, they're complaining, oh my gosh, so many, you know, African Americans, it's this, now the virus is racist, right? And it's, it's because they're in poverty and this is why they're getting it. Truth is, if you get shot, which they have shoot, you know, like 70 shooting victims a weekend, uh, you know, you, you, and you die, you're coronavirus, you know, and, and that's, what's insane. It's that everything is coronavirus now. And, you know, for me, when I saw the numbers changing and, uh, you know, going higher and all these people have COVID, I was thinking, this is really strange. Uh, there's gotta be some motivating factor. Obviously, like you said, it's the vaccines and let's all make money and, you know, tag us like cattle, which means, you know, who's our master now. Right. But, the, the, the question was what? And I looked through the CARES Act and oh my gosh, how dare they call themselves Republicans? Did any of them read it? They'd had so many things. The hospitals are literally incentivized to diagnose a, a patient that's alive or dead with COVID. They get money for it. They actually get money for it. They get more money. A hundred billion dollars is the incentive that healthcare providers have to diagnose you even through the telephone with coronavirus and they get paid for that. It's incredible to see just how evil these people are, how money motivated. I mean, greed is one of the most disgusting sins because at that point, everything else is dismissed. And the fear that I have is they are so adamant to maintain power they are capable of everything so even though it's hurting me financially to stay indoors and not work even though you know it's it's taking a toll on small businesses that probably close their doors forever so many people out there credit is ruined how is that going to fix you know because debt collectors are still calling you know oh you're 30 days late on your credit card payment but coronavirus yeah so we don't care so all of these things are happening but i'm actually okay with that because i think it's for our safety because if they're willing on a global scale 
terrify and hold us hostage because they're terrorizing us right now with these numbers. Um, they are capable of anything. So all we could do is pray and be happy that we have a real leader in the captain's chair here in the U.S. Uh, that is looking out for us, regardless of what people think. You know, you know it's, I, it's also interesting, though, these citizen journalists that are going out in New York and dispelling these rumors. I mean, or the, the, the hype, you know, and I just learned that CBS ran that same Italian ER video again. And they're, you know, I've seen videos of people walking, uh, saying they're walking through Mount Sinai and, and a sea of body bags. Turns out that video footage was from Ecuador. You know, there's a reason why it is that the left keeps perpetuating high doom and gloom numbers and the right is not. There's a reason why the left is perpetuating and pounding the pavement to get you to wear a mask and gloves. And the right is saying, you know, maybe take out a silk scarf and put it around your mouth. Just be, you know, be careful. Um, you know, there's a, there's a playing down and there's a, and the thing is we know that the models were, were a lie. We know that the way that they're attributing cause of death is a lie and they're doing it all for a reason. We also know that when, um, you know, uh, when governor Como, uh, said, that uh, you know what? Who's gonna who's gonna tell the twenty six thousand people, you know who, who's gonna die? I mean that was disingenuous, right? I mean that was just completely irresponsible. But he, of course, he was doing it for political purposes. He turns out he needs about six thousand ventilators, five to six thousand ventilators. He said he needed thirty thousand. That twenty, if he didn't get them, twenty six thousand people were going to die. Which ones do you want to choose? So all of this is turning out to be wrong. But you know what's sad about it is they're wrong, and nobody cares. Nobody calls them out on it. When Rachel Maddow's wrong every single day, nobody takes a bother. If they're a liberal, they don't care. It's the same liberal, for example, that will turn a blind eye to Alyssa Milano's you know, uh, hypocrisy when it comes to Joe Biden versus Blasey Ford's accusal of Kavanaugh versus Joe Biden's accuser with contemporary, contemporaneous evidence, right? And so the point is, is that the double standards in the media are almost unwinnable. They're on, you know, you can't, all you got to do is figure out maybe, maybe I'm going to boycott their sponsors and try to put them out of business. I, I don't know what, but it's, it's exactly what Trump said. Trump's always been right. And it, right now, the problem is, this is really bad for our country that we don't have a free press that's, that's being honest with us. They're lying to us. This is science. Oh, no, they are. They are. They are completely. And, you know, there's always an ulterior motive. I mean, they've they tried impeachment. You know, do, do you know that President Trump mentioned the Wuhan uh, virus uh, on during the State of the Union? Right. So he was already having teams go out and figure out how this can be uh, mitigated, what they could do. And he shut down the border. It was the day after the State of the Union that they started calling racist for closing down the borders. And how dare you? And you're so racist. Nancy Pelosi was gallivanting in Chinatown saying, come out for celebrations at the end of February. He's just racist. It's nothing. So, you know, they started to put him on the spot and, you know, he would say, calm down. It's not a big deal. We're mitigating it. You know, he wanted it to be calm, collected, you know, and everything. So then they started to say, oh, so you think this is a hoax, huh? And he's like, you know what? I'm never going to win. 
And kind of like that meme that had come out, Trump cures cancer, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, curing cancer is racist. You know, this is the same thing. So he assigned a team of specialists they believed were specialists, of specialists that are intertwined with the oldest of oldest of money, of the biggest cabals ever, you know, because Bill Gates would hang out with Jeffrey Epstein, you know, Bill Gates would hang out with, you know, the Astor. So did Fauci. So did Scarf Lady Burks. They're all in that corrupt system of constantly creating this cycle of fear. Did you know that the Department of Defense, right, had investigated Fauci and Burks years ago in regards to their fraud on HIV? Did you know that? They had confiscated evidence. They were going to prosecute them. But, you know, do you want to take a guess what president said? No. Come on. Take a wild guess. It's got to be Obama. Right. It started with Bush. That's when they, you know, right when that whole Ashcroft thing well, was Bush going was on. Bush was hanging out with right? um, Bono and USA that was being exploited right, into right, Parker. right. Exactly. So they were investigating. You have to wonder, could it be that the IG of the DOD was fired? Mr. Fine was fired because he did not reveal the sealed information they had collected back then in regards to Fauci and Burks and let the president, uh, you know, uh, come into compromise by putting these clowns up front. Do you think by now these people are like Burks and Fauci know that they've been played by Trump? Do you, I, I believe it. I think that I don't think these ivory tower tweed jacket wearing, you know, silk scarf wearing liberal elites that that are academics to the hilt that have never really gotten it right in their careers, but have gotten rich by being paraded around as these master, masterful, professional, super smart, talented scientists. And they give speeches all over the world. They get the five star treatment. And all of a sudden, Trump allowed them to get in. And you, you know, you were basically suggesting that he, he hired Pence because he knew Pence was going to hire people just like this. Uh, and people Pence keep was asking. Yeah, and people Pence keep asking. That oh, what's that? Pence was actually part of the PEPFAR delegation at some point, well, uh, you know, while he was in office. Well, you, he was part of this whole PEPFAR thing with the AIDS and World AIDS and investigations. And he supported it, right? No, he was actually part of, uh, you like, know, the like people I, in the elected office that were supporting them for bills. That's and, right. I, I or, said he supported it, right? And you right. Say, no, yeah. he was actually part of the team. He was like representing the United States when they'd go out on delegations. Well, he, he was, like, sat on. He sat in on the Rod Rosenstein Twenty Fifth Amendment uh, meeting, didn't he? Well, I said that who was going to wear the wire it was Pence, but you know, I'll, I, you know, well, the Let one thing just, that I've seen about the president is is that he allows people to pull their own pants down. Well, right? Check this out. You know, every, yeah, that's check. that's and that's exactly what he's doing. When I saw him appoint the team, I was like, oh my gosh, they have no idea they are being put on the spot so they could pull their pants down. And you know, I got a lot of heat for that. Well, <laughs> check this out. People are like, what so, are you talking about? They're so smart. I was do like, you re- do you no, remember when Pence was on TV and he said the reason why Flynn was fired was because Flynn wasn't forthright with us? He said whatever. He didn't tell us about the call, and he said it. You know. He basically said Flynn lied, and that's why he got fired. You can't lie like that. Remember, well, he gave yeah, those he interviews on TV. He, lie. he knew, yeah, but he knew that he didn't lie. He knew that he was entrapped. He knew, but you know, we let President Trump deal with that because this is exactly what he did. Hey. He 
put together this team and he put him in charge of it and says, don't ask me about numbers, ask the team so people, because they're your specialists. So people ask me all the time then, why is Trump continuing to hire these deep straight swamp creatures? And I say, well, you know, if you're the FBI, like if you're Donnie Brasco, remember that movie, Donnie Brasco? And you're like, oh, Joe Pistone. And you say, well, you know, you're embedded in as a uh, as an embedded mobster, but you're really working for the FBI. You can't really convict that anybody unless you catch them in the act, unless you commit, they commit the crime in front of you. Then, and you can pretty much rely that a snake is going to slither and the snake is going to take you to the snake pit and the snake is going to introduce you to the other snakes. And it's the only way you learn. And Trump is a big Sun Tzu guy. He's a strategist from the, from the word go. Art of war, art of the deal. And so, remember one of his favorite poems. What is one of his favorite poems? What is it? Do you recall? I don't know. The snake. You were a snake. You knew I was a snake. Why did you let me in? The snake bit me, right? He tells, mm-hmm. that, he tells that poem about the snake. He's like, I let you in. I saved your life. And you turned it. What did you do? But you bit me. He's like, you knew you were a snake. You knew I was a snake. You knew that's what I do, right? Trump has told that poem probably 50 times at least in front of large crowds. And I'm, I'm telling you, that's Trump's game. Let your enemies, uh, your friends close, your enemies closer, and you keep them, you know, in a box. Because right now, Fauci and Burks are in a box. They're working 18 hours a day. They don't have time to spin or control or manipulate. They're doing a lot of things, but eventually they're, everything that they're doing is going to be proven to be wrong. And Trump is going to come out looking like a hero. And I believe this economy today, it's up 500 points. The economy is uh, going to be touching 24,000 before you know it. 25, 26, we'll be back up on our feet before, before you know it. And Trump will be rewarded for it. Because I think Trump really wants to win this. You know, we're sick and tired of the swamp. And I don't think we understood how big the swamp really was. But at the end of the day, we are cleaning this swamp. We are draining the swamp, aren't we? Uh, yeah, 100%. But, you know, the president does uh, one better thing. Aside from just bringing them, you know, when you want to fo- when you want to find the, the ant's nest, right, what do you do? You follow an ant. So if you have it, have such a corrupt, evil human being around you, kind of like he said, the evil beast yesterday. Did you hear that? He said that during his presser. He said evil beast. So when he has, you know, the evil around him, all he has to do is keep very close watch to see where the nest is. And that is how you clean house. You have to have them close, have them entrusted, and then see going forward. Um, you know, see how you can eradicate the nest, not just one. It's kind of like the the story of Hydra. You can't just cut off off the heads off of the monster you have to take the appendages out first yeah. and then take the heads so this is you keep them close so that way you can find all the appendages yeah. and then take the head out kind of yeah. like the cartels you know i mentioned in my interview with um uh you know where i had like a round table with millie weaver people were shocked to know that comey before becoming fbi director was actually on the board of directors of hsbc when they were busted oh yeah right he served, he served under money. the good grace think, of Bill Browder. Right. But the thing is, you would think that this qualifies you from taking over top federal law enforcement. In fact, it didn't. 
they just waited it out. And 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 the bank they didn't get anything but a fine of you know a couple yeah. hundred million, which is nothing to them. Tor- and their executives got bonuses a little bit delayed. That's all that happened. Right. And Tor- you know, Tor- so now we're taking out the cartels, which I wanted to say. We're up, we're up, we're up against the break, Tori. Um, I'm going to hold you over and just stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes uh, with uh, Tori Maris from ToriSays.com. You know her, you love her. She's Tori, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Scott in Adams times Show. Of- hold on to your seats, buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with the Scott Adams Show. And we're back. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We're on with. Tori Maris from ToriSays.com. Check out her show. It's at noon every day, ToriSays.com. And and also, uh, um, Tori, uh, we're going to be talking about this train uh, train derailment in California, as it really, and, and it was near the Mercy ship out in right. L.A. So right. tell us about that. Right. So, so we were just talking about cartels and how the uh, former FBI director was on the board while they were laundering money through HSBC, right? Because the cartels actually fund m- the major- the biggest market, which is human and child trafficking, right? So we have now uh, a train driver, uh, an engineer for a railroad company, Eduardo Moreno, who uh, was driving his choo-choo train. And once he came close to the Mercy in California, the train engineer derailed it. Okay, in an attempt to sink the ship, which wasn't even close. I mean, come on, let's do the physics on this. Do you really think your choo choo <laughs> is going to fly off the rails and sink a ship when it can't get like once you derail, you topple over? It's not like you shoot out like a bullet. You no, know, the thing weighs like so, a trillion tons. <laughs> you know? Right, I know. It does and not so fly. Guy, Trains don't fly. Right. And by the way, right. so, uh, 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 Maisie Hirona might not know this, but they don't go over water either. Yeah, exactly. So it was near, you know, the railroad tracks near, near meaning, you know, half a mile near. (laughs) And so this guy that's been an engineer, uh, you know, for trains for so long, what is it? I think he was like there for six years or something. Doesn't know that if you derail, you don't shoot out, you know, flying. But anyway, that was the excuse. And that's what the media said. They're treating it like a terrorist attack. Now, there were conspiracy theories flying around saying, oh, he was a Trump supporter. Oh, he believed in conspiracy theories. Actually, people should go to YouTube and find Millennial Millie. She did a stellar report that she put out. Turns out this guy has very a very interesting background. Looks like he's cartel linked, all with the red stamped money and the you know logos and his whole friends feed and Facebook all being gangster type. And it seems like maybe he was upset of you know them maybe collecting people personally, right? I get that. I think it's more cartel. You know, the fact that the guy comes from Mexico, you know, and works here, he could be blackmailed for being here by cartels. You don't know how that works, right? Because the cartels have a strange power, such a strange power that they are in bed with our DEA agents, with the FBI, with your local sheriff, with your police, with your governors, with your mayors. They are everywhere. They're that shadow network of mercenaries, uh, you know, and, and it is a very big problem. And it just so happened the day he derailed, Millie Weaver reported that Mexico had blocked the bank accounts of the Sinaloa cartel. 
So there's a lot of heat on the cartels. And then, you know, the president came out with that announcement that he's going after the cartels and they made this big move, which is perfect because as long as you're at stay at home order, uh, you know, the cartels can't shoot up malls and movie theaters and schools, right? In retaliation. So that's a good thing. So what I, 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 I think is maybe he actually derailed it not to sink the ship, but to cause a diversion uh, because he's smarter than that. If he's an engineer, he knows his payload with a train that's like a mile or two long derailing is just toppling over kind of, you know, like, um, like a fat elephant, right? An elephant, if it's going straight, can't jump and soar, you know, half a mile. It'll topple over, right? If it derails, right? Topple over because of right. the weight. So he knows that because he's read, you know, he's gone through federal training to be able to be licensed to move products on the railway. So he knows the physics behind this. So this smells to high heaven. And I'm pretty sure what this was, was a diversion either to help cartels smuggle people away or to maybe penetrate the mercy ship. That's me. But what Millie Weaver did, and you should go to her YouTube channel, Millennial Millie. She did a stellar report yesterday putting that all out there with evidence and information for all to see. Because the cartel problem is a very big problem. It's been plaguing us for decades. And it's been, you know, you know, they, I think they, they, you know, they're one in the same with the Clinton cartel, the Bush cartel, et cetera. Uh, you know, drugs are, you know, the currency and the biggest market is human and child trafficking. And there we go. We're cracking down on both. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Well, there, uh, you know, you I, 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 I agree with you. And, um, you know, is there a Q connection with that, by the way? No Q connection there. Well, no, what they tried to do was say that the train driver was a Q fan. Um, yeah, it actually right. stemmed from a leftist saying, well, he said something that sounded similar. He said, oh, you know, they're okay. doing things and uh, conspiracies. <clears throat> so there's been a lot of weird stuff going on, like Maeve Kennedy Townsend, who, you know, works at Georgetown's Global Health Center and believes in the same vaccine programs that Bill Gates does, uh, had to go out and get a ball and put herself and her son in a canoe and wound up dead. Now, this is a woman that's grown up near the water her whole life. I I'm not buying it. They couldn't find her for like a day or two. Um, I think that that was murder um, in some way, shape, or form. And uh, there's a lot of mysterious stuff going on surrounding the vaccine thing, you know. And and then you start to see all these th push for uh, mail-in votes and things like that. And Trump's been tweeting up about it. There's so many different tent, you know, tentacles to what this war is really all about that we got to stay vigilant and be on alert. We are literally in a civil war or a world war, but really it's a war of ideas between globalists and nationalists. And I'm telling you, this is serious business. People are losing their lives over this war. And it's oh, real. Yeah. The well, war is real. Speaking of no, speaking of and losing lives, Kitty Hopkins, seconds. you know, from England, yeah. she actually, um, uh, you know, tweeted out today the BBC reporter Liz McKean, uh, who sought to expose BBC pedophilia ring, was found dead uh, on February 12, 2020. How about the Chinese so researcher that, that was ex going to expose some things in Wuhan and is gone missing? Exactly. It seems like, you know, they're all going missing. <laughs> yeah. And no one's saying anything, and the truth is staring them right in the face. Right, right, right. right in the so tell us how we can get a hold of you, Tori.
Well, you can go to ToriSays.com and, uh, you know, uh, go to my website. I have all my links. You can find me on the Tori Says page on Facebook and on Twitter at Tori, T-O-R-E underscore Says, S-A-Y-S. All right. Thank you so much for spending the hour with us. And uh, stay tuned. we got another hour of the Scott Adams Show coming up. Leonora Cravota is going to be with us. Stay tuned for that. And thank you, Tori. We'll see you next time on the radio. Thanks for having me. God bless. All right. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show.